Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. We'll start the day with Robbie Catter. Now, I want us to get to Rob straight up after these reports yesterday uh, come out. And look, we've heard Rob talk about it. We've heard his father, Bob, talk about this. Um, there is more cars being stolen. In the month of December, there was in excess of 1,200 cars stolen throughout Queensland. Rural, metropolitan, regional, everywhere. It's not immune to anywhere. Youth crime has never been more. We've been talking about it, I reckon, for four years, but it is now in the headlights and the figures are damning. The solution is not to build more bricks and mortar and more jails. We have to come up with answers. They're getting committees together. They're doing all these other things. And you know what? It just is not in any way making sense. A very good morning to Robbie Catter, um, the member for Traeger um, and leader of the Catter Party here in Queensland. Robbie, it, it's got to a dire straight situation. Uh, I mean, your crime rate in Mount Isa alone, we spoke to the mayor the other day. You've got a huge year of celebrations coming up uh, in February. It is an important time in these regional areas and we've got housing crisis but the crime rate at the moment is just out of control and it's not just in one town, it's across the state. Yeah, we just keep hitting new records all the time in Mount Isa and I think it's you know similar around the state, except ours is a lot more acute. Ours is a lot higher because we're close to the Northern Territory. We're the first bitumen road into Queensland from the Territory. And I listened to a lot of that coverage at Alice Springs the last couple of weeks, and we're not too far off that at all. And we've been crying out for help for a long time, and I guess we're just too far from the governing centre in Brisbane for people to worry about it. But it, 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 it is a huge concern. I just I can't – it's very hard to articulate. But um, I guess to sum it up, when people in the Tennant Creek now – I was talking to a first Australian friend of mine here in, in Mount Isa the other day. He said they're starting to call us Sin City from Tennant Creek. So if, if people in Tennant Creek are saying, yeah, you go to Mount Isa, have fun, and um, and Alice Springs presumably do the same, so what's that tell you about what Mount Isa can look forward to now when they're cracking down in Alice Springs when we're already at a wit's end? So, you, you know, you've just got complete lawlessness with kids. And until, until you provide... Um, adequate sentencing and that um, provides a consequence for those kids and and um, some laws that apply. You know, these kids just keep churning through, running around on bail. So unless you've done some type of minimum sentencing coupled with a different form of sentencing, we're all wasting our time. Yeah, I, I, relocation, moving them up their dunghill, getting them out of areas, The, the you know – the, the, the courts, are, they're letting them out while they're on bail and they're re-offending. And, and look, Toowoomba, yeah. Logan, to, Wide they Bay, yeah, Bundaberg, <laughs> there's nowhere um, to go. There's nowhere to go. They're, they're full of um, detention centres, plus you'll get the odd self-magistrates. But the point is, um, and, and you don't need an inquiry, you don't need 100 bureaucrats to tell you this. Most of, them are, most of the bureaucrats and public servants that are involved in this space are scared to put their head out of the trench. They've spent the last few years telling the government and or anyone else, the public, that there's no problem, nothing to see here because they don't want to embarrass the government too scared of getting sacked for their job. But here we are, and we all know it's bad. And if you're going to go back to those same public servants, bureaucrats for the answers, um, well, good luck. You know, wait another year or two and you might get something the government won't even accept. But it's, it's blind Freddie can see it now, and we've been workshopping this policy for years, and that's relocation sentencing. You can tighten up the sentencing. So put, you know, minimum sentencing as soon as they steal a car, bang, 12 months, buddy. And you're not going to Cleveland Bay where you used to go and where you see your cousins and your mates. 
you're going out to your and Angie. Yeah. And you know what? For all the civil libertarians listening to that, Ben, if you really care about that kid, that's the best thing you could do for him. You get him out of, put the circuit breaker in, and my discussion, I have a lot of Aboriginal people come through my office and now I would call friends that say that's exactly what they need. We're highly supportive of that. In fact, I've hardly, I don't think I've ever had one person disagree with me on it. Yeah. And uh, we all want it. We all know it makes sense. I've seen it work. I've seen when kids are forced to go out to remote schools or remote area away from those negative influences completely transform. It does work. It's a cheap option for the taxpayers. And they could even just do it as a trial. They refuse to do it because the KAT is preventing it. It's the answer that's sitting there right now. It provides two things. It provides a consequence for that kid because going to Urundanji on the border of Kajabi in the remote areas of northwest Queensland and the Gulf, that's not a holiday for them. But at the same time, that's where they can start to learn skills or education and they can start to overlay these programs that exist already out here. But all these programs out here at the moment, if the kids aren't forced to participate in them, the ones you want to participate won't be turning up. You're only getting half-decent kids turning up. And until you can force them, the only way to force them is do it through the magistrates and make it like a form of sentencing. So it works for everyone, Dobbo. The answer's sitting right there. I can save the government millions of dollars and hours um, in doing inquiries and commissions, and uh, we've uh, we've you know we've done this, and it, we hadn't just made it up; it was pr- uh, provided to us as an idea, and uh, and it's been ground truth. And I've seen I've seen small types of this same principle work uh, exceptionally well. So it's all there, mate, and it's getting horrible. It's just getting horrible to live with, and it's horrible to live in your hometown where people are saying we've just got to leave town now. Which it's too much for us. Now that's that's just heartbreaking to hear for a member of parliament. And um, it makes me very, very angry at the government. Yeah, you're dead right. What about, um, and I, I say this, why can't we get them into the army? Uh, and, I, and I'm not talking, it's just not Aboriginal kids and, for, uh, and First Nations. There's so many kids of all different race, Caucasian, yep. yeah, that are, are offending. Why can't yep. we, not a boot camp, and I, yep. I don't want to sound like a redneck, but yeah, yeah like... Well, that's, I guess that's the trouble. The government's so scared of sounding like anything that they don't want to try anything new lest they get um, accused of something. And, and mate, that would be in the mix. I think you'd put everything, you know, everything should be discussed. Once you've detained the kids and got them at an alternative type of facility in a remote area, you can apply all sorts of programs. And that can, and, and I've made, again, I've seen a number of kids channeled through the military here and it has been their salvation. And um, and you know what? You know, again, I can say this quite honestly, that's been suggested more to me by Aboriginal elders here in Mount Isa than non-Aboriginal elders. So, um, you know, it's got nothing to do with race. That's uh, Everyone sees the common sense in that. And um, some of these kids live in, you know, highly fractured family um, environments and the best thing, you know, something they yearn for is order. And that's why some of them say, um, well, I'm told, some of them like going to Cleveland Bay Detention Center, three square meals and uh, a bit of order in their life. So um, it it stands to reason. And, and I know some blokes in, in, who have now retired from the Defence Force who went through that panel, um, First Australians again, um, he said the best thing that ever happened to them and, yeah. and made them the first male. So, look, yeah, again, that's, that's a great idea uh, to be bolted on. Um, all we need, all we need is these two principles: is is to give the magistrates the option of sentencing the kid to something other than what we've prescribed as a current youth detention centre, and um, and make them remote and have some of these, or I argue all of them remote, so that um, you can bolt whatever program you want to them. And yeah. again, 
it'll provide the kids with a consequence straight up. They're going, bloody hell, I'm going to Urundani in 12 months. That's that's not what I was expecting. I suppose, I thought I was going to Townsville for a bit of holiday. Yeah, that's the big yeah. thing. That's the that's big thing. How do we fix the health department? Oh, that's a, that's a million-dollar question, right? I mean, because you've got a cultural problem there and – you know, this, this cold rate report, um, I think, is rubbish from the government. It's it's going to miss the mark. Uh, I think the same comment I made earlier about public servants being scared to call it how it is in front of the government is exactly what's happening in health. Look how many health boards have been sacked. People uh, try and go um, fit in. We just had a, a CEO, another CEO stood down here in Mount Isa, who, in my opinion, was just in there trying to do a good job and um, and tidy things up. But as soon as the government hears something, it's a bit tricky for them. Or maybe they've got to confront the nurses' union or some other union, and um, or you know make some hard decisions. They just sack the board or sack the CEO and and move on again to make it easy for themselves. And it's you know it's there yeah. in front of everyone's eyes. They sack Cairns board, Mackay, yeah. uh, Mount Isa board. We've got we've only it's got three people on the board from Mount Isa. Just now. a joke. So until you until you change, it all can start from the government. All starts from the top. And it's that cultural problem in the government, cover up mistakes rather than fix them. Yeah, you're dead right. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, mate. It's just a real problem. We bang on about it, but it's affecting everybody. I love people's ideas. Ben.Dobbin at ruralqldtoday.com.au. Let us know. We'll take a break. Robbie Catter, appreciate your time. Thanks, mate. Always a pleasure, Dobbo. Thanks, Thank you. mate. Bye.